The following audio is from Gold Country Baptist Church in Shingle Springs, California. Visit gcb.church to find more resources and to learn about our church. Women of the Word, Sunday, September 10th, 2023. All right. Good morning. I'm Laura. <laughs> What's your name again? Abigail. Abigail. Okay. Um, so yes, I get to talk to you guys about friendship as well, and we've had so many good messages, and I've loved just learning about how to have deeper conversations and um, to really think about how to pursue friendships in a way that's honoring to the Lord. So we've talked about um, good steps on how to be good friends, how to have good conversations, and um, this morning I'm going to dive in a little bit more into the motivation of building friendships and um, how we can have wrong motivations and how to have the right motivations. So then next week we'll talk about, um, hot topic, when to overlook an offense and when to confront a friend. So that'll be, uh, that'll be a good topic. I feel like a lot of people ask that. So let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for this morning and that we can come to your word and learn about how to be better friends to one another. I pray that you would just help me have clarity in speaking about your word and calmness. <laughs> um, I pray that you would be honored in this time, that we would all know how we can um, be better friends to one another, how we can um, and show each other your love and remind each other of your goodness in our life that we are um, here on earth for a short time but our relationships with our sisters in Christ are for eternity um, and so that we, that would motivate us to even love deeper and more boldly and uh, more humbly and that we wouldn't easily take offense but want to be sacrificial with our love Lord and so again, I pray you'd give me um, clarity and um, just a, a, a desire to encourage my sisters here. So I pray these things in your name. Amen. All right. So why do we pursue biblical friendships? Uh, it's been really cool because I've been doing an inductive Bible study with some gals here through First Peter. And I think it's my first inductive Bible study, and it's been very intense, but really good. And so when we were talking about friendship, I was like, oh, we just read this passage in First Peter that um, convicted me on how to love um, our sisters in Christ. And it made it very easy prepping for this because I had studied it in depth with a group of gals. Um, so we're going to turn to First Peter 1, um, right at the end, at verse 22. So it's interesting because this verse took me, I feel like, a few weeks, and not until I did the study to fully click the wording because it, it threw me off for a second. But we'll, we'll be able to understand it pretty quickly here. So 1 Peter 1.22 says, Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. So our obedience to the truth... What is that talking about? Is there obedience to the truth? The word of God. 
Yes. And ultimately, it's our salvation. So um, our obedience to the truth, we can't do that until we're saved, right? So having purified your souls, and our souls are purified, so we're saved by your obedience to the truth. And then it says, for a sincere brotherly love. And that's what threw me off because I was like, well, wait. Because when you think about salvation, you think about restoring the relationship with God, right? And so here, the word for in Greek is ice, which means to or into. So this is the purpose or result. So it's the purpose of our salvation or the result of our salvation is for sincere brotherly love or sisterly love. And in the the NASB, is that the version that's with our study? Yeah, it says sisterly or brotherly love. Um, so it's a reminder that our salvation not only restores a relationship with God, but we're brought into the family of God. And so it's expected that we're to love this new family. And with a sincere, and then it says pure heart. So that means unhypocritical heart. Um, which, so I just thought that was such a good reminder that it's not, our salvation isn't just individual, right? We're not just saved for our own benefit for our own growth but we're saved into a family and a family that we're to love so as we desire to pursue friendships within the church we can ask ourselves this is my desire to first pursue sisterly love and then as a result gain a friend which is convicting because I think we can often think the other way around it's like I want friends I need a friend for this or that but just remembering like I'm saved to love the family of God and to earnestly love. And as a result of that, we gain friends and true friends that are honoring to the Lord. So then the second part says, um, love one another <coughs> earnestly from a pure heart. So this, um, let's see, I'm here. So, um, sorry, this is my thought. Okay, so this is from the Greek word ektonos which means um, straining or um, fervently to your full potential. So this has been something that's, ever since reading this, it's been so convicting to me because I just have to often remind myself that if something, if I take offense to something or I feel, you know, hurt by a friendship or whatever it is that I'm preaching lies to myself, that I'm like, oh, I... I'm just going to give up, or I'll just, you know, not pursue that. That it's it's a reminder. Am I straining to love my sister? And that's, that's such a good picture because straining is a lot of work. It's it's not easy. And so to preach this verse to yourself often in your friendships of love one another fervently, or strain to love one another from a pure heart. And um, this also, so this verse along with you know, our familiar passage in 1 Corinthians 13 of love. Um, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Those two verses together have been so good for me over the last couple of years because um, not only straining to love, but also um, believing the best. And I know we've talked about that a couple of times, um, that we want to to work hard to not assume or think that we know um, what someone's saying when they're saying something or doing something, but to believe the best about each other as sisters in Christ. So um, as we as we all work on 
straining or fervently loving each other, we can understand that our friends are doing that for us as well. And so I think all of that together will help us to be more open and honest with each other. And like Jamie and Tara were saying, with questions and um, all the steps that we've talked about how to be better friends, we'll be able to trust one another more, right? Because we know this person is is really fervently wanting to love me and they're not um, they're not judging me with these questions they're asking or um, the way they're praying for me or um, or to if they're not reaching out to me to think the best about them and so we can love each other as sisters even better I <laughs> I was listening I wasn't here last Sunday but I listened to Tara's and she stole my book for me. <laughs> it's okay. I didn't find it till last week. Corey had ordered it, and then I was reading. I was like, this is so good. So I know she showed this last week, but it's a very short book about friendship. Um, this is the one by Joel Beakey and Haken, um, and it's really, really good. So his one of his quotes um, says, friendship is one of the primary means God uses to strengthen his people. So we're going to now look at, now that we think of the reason and the positive way to love our sisters in Christ and pursue friendships, we're going to look at what it's like to not have a sincere or pure heart. So, what do you guys think are some selfish reasons we can pursue friendships? To like, fulfill something, like an expectation that we want. Mm-hmm. Like comfort or yeah. companionship. Mm-hmm. Just fun. Yeah. After we get this. So fun or companionship. <laughs> influence or status. Mm-hmm. To gain influence or status. Yeah. Something they could do for you. What's that? Something they could do for you. Something they could do for you. Yeah. Like what? What would be? Trainer or mm. something like, oh, well, you train with me, or mm-hmm. something like that. Something they're talented at. Yeah. Like, you use those services for free. <laughs> <laughs> you train me for free. <laughs> Anything else? We said earlier, when it's not, when we're pursuing it, we're pursuing it. If we're pursuing it for ourselves necessarily, mm-hmm. that's not not that it's wrong to pursue friendships because we have a desire for friendship. But if our sole focus is on ourselves mm-hmm. and our needs and what we can get from it, then we need to flip it and make it about how we can, like you were saying, straining towards the other person mm-hmm. and what their needs are and not necessarily considering our own needs and our own desires, but letting a rich friendship come from pursuing other people rather than as pursuing our own needs and wants and desires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like um, the same age kids or the same mm-hmm. status in life. Yeah. The popular one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want to be lonely. Mm-hmm. Right? I think that's kind of the number one thing I hear is if um, someone's mis- wanting a friendship, it's like, oh, I just feel so lonely. Um, I think we've talked about that a little bit, about just identity in Christ and remembering that in our loneliness. Um also to, I don't know, so this to feel important. Um, sometimes that's, I think you said status. You said status. Someone said status. So that can make us to feel important if we have certain friends or um, we're hanging out with someone a lot. It can, uh, it just makes us feel better. But it's like, oh, 
I, I have lots of friends. I do lots of things. Um, and it's, it's that um, yeah, important feeling. What are some selfish reasons you do not pursue friendships, do you think? I had my sister. I was talking to my sister about this, and she asked that. I was like, "Oh, that's so interesting way to think about it." But that's the opposite. <laughs> like, so somebody who would be like not stat, like you know, mm-hmm. on the opposite spectrum of the status, or like you yeah. brag, or mm-hmm. um, nobody seems to esteem them. So why would mm-hmm. I reach out to them? Yeah. So someone of not the status that we think is up to our level. Right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a way to to hide. Like I remember Heather Holliman talked about, like she didn't want to be transparent and vulnerable mm-hmm. with others. So, you know, to have truly good friends, it has to be a two way um, a two way road. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's pride. Mm-hmm. You're trying to hide. Something. What were things that you'd want to hide? That <laughs> um, some people don't want to be vulnerable. Yeah. They've, you know, been hurt in the past. You don't want, you know, you've got walls up. Mm-hmm. And if you have walls up, you're not going to have great friends. So mm-hmm. either others won't pursue you or you won't pursue others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of the opposite end of what Jen said. So no one is in my stage of life. So we can think that often of like, oh, no one's, you know, not working or working full-time or homeschooling or not homeschooling or, you know, not have kids at home or have kids at home. And so we can kind of have those excuses, too, of, like, so no one's in my stage of life, so I'm just not going to find a friend that's going to fit my needs. Um, And then, like you said, no time. So those are selfish reasons we don't pursue, selfish reasons we do pursue. Um, And if any of these have been reasons that you've pursued or not pursued friendships, this is a good passage to examine your motives on why. Why do you want a friend? How are you going about to get that friend? And I have another quote from this book. <coughs> so it says, Rather than serving as an end in itself, biblical friendship serves primarily to bring glory to Christ, who brought us into friendship with the Father. It is indispensable to the work of the gospel in the earth and an essential element of what God created us for. I just thought that's such a beautiful reminder that our biblical friendship is to, first off, bring glory to Christ, who brought us into friendship with God. And Terry, you said, you talked about that last week, of, uh, or the week before, about friendship with God. <clears throat> so remembering that that's only because of Christ and his sacrifice. Okay, so how do we avoid these friendship pitfalls? And we're going to go into chapter 2 <coughs> and read. James, do you want to read those first three verses? <coughs> so put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Like newborn infants long for the pure milk, the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. This passage is really cool, so I'm excited to talk about it. So we have rid yourself, which is, we hear a lot about put off, put on from scripture, so we have our put off first. So um, I think it's always good for us to define our words, because we think we know. Um, So malice, 
This is a desire to cause pain, injury, or distress to another. And I was thinking about it, I was like, I feel like I see this mostly in kids, you know, if someone steals a toy, they bite or hit or slap or whatever, they're, you know, suddenly, <laughs> you can't stop them. Um, so we see that in kids, but we can do it in our own hearts too, right? We see someone has something we have or whatnot, and our hearts are just nasty of just, oh, like, I just, I want that. And it, in a, you know, Christ says that if our hearts hate someone, it's the same as killing them. And so our hearts can do that. Um, so we don't necessarily, I don't think we see malice as much as an outward sign as adult um, Christians. I don't know, maybe you guys would have examples. Um, deceit, this is causing someone to accept what is false. Um, and it was, it was cool because um, Tana actually looked this up during our Bible study. She was, um, the Greek is um, dolon for deceit. But for pure, it's adalon, so it's the exact opposite, which was really cool to think about. But it's like, okay, deceit, obviously we're lying, we're wanting to accept what's false, but pure is the exact opposite of deceit. So are you lying to gain friendship, to gain attention, overemphasizing a story (laughs) or situation to get people's attention or to like you more? Um, There's lots of ways we can... Um, deceive people, maybe not um, share everything, or um, you know, another example is if someone maybe we have an issue with someone and we're like, oh, it's fine, yeah, it's great, like we're good. <laughs> You're like, oh. <laughs> having a lot of issues here, and I'm not wanting to deal with them. Um, that can be deceitful, and it's not it's not restoring relationship because we're just wanting to move on. Um, then we have next hypocrisy. So behavior that contradicts what one claims to believe. So are you, this is kind of similar to deceit. An example is you can be nice to someone's face and talk about them behind their back to someone else and um, yeah, speak sinfully about someone that you were just really nice to and pretending that you were best friends with. <laughs> and then you go behind their back and talk about all the failures that they've done in their life. Um, envy. I think this one hits home the most for me. So this is painful or resentful awareness of an advantage enjoyed by another um, with a desire to possess the same. So you you want that. And I think, I can't remember who, if it was in one of these classes, we talked about the difference between maybe it's envy and rivalry. I can't remember. But it was just interesting to think like, yeah, you think you, you deserve it more. Um, and... That's, yeah, that's probably something that hinders me most in friendships is just that I, someone says something and I'm like, oh, like I want to go on that vacation or I want to do that or I want that thing. And um, you, can, you can feel that distance in friendships when someone is struggling with that. Either they don't want to interact with you anymore or you don't want to interact with them, which is it's just so ridiculous when you look at it from a distance. You're like, why, why do I do that? Like, it's so selfish and... Um, we can, I can easily do it, and I can um, maybe even just create distance in my heart, and that's, that is noticeable because we can tell when someone's um, struggling with that, and, you know, that can be sometimes a time, we'll talk about it next week, where we need to overlook that offense of if someone is envious of us and just be like, okay, I need to be patient with them because I know I struggle with that too. Um, and then just a reminder, Romans 12:15, rejoice with those who rejoice. And weep with those who weep. So when we are, I have to remind my kids of that too. Like, 
when we want something someone else has, we need to rejoice and be like, that is what God has gifted them in this time. And I know God's given me everything I need at this time. And if you would want that for me, you'd give it to me. So that's a way we can love our friends. The last one is slander. <clears throat> the utterance of false charges or misrepresentations which defame and damage another's reputation. And I was thinking about this in regards, this can be huge in marriage. We don't want to slander our spouses um, or make jokes about them. And this can be with friends. Obviously, we can we can be cruel with our jokes sometimes and think, like, oh, it's just sarcastic. <laughs> like, haha. But it, it always pokes at something. <laughs> it's always getting some truth, little truth in there. And it's really hurtful. And, um, and it can, some people who might not know, that person well will hear it and think oh well maybe that is true about that person maybe they really do struggle with that or they don't do this well and um, so that's slander because it's ruining someone's reputation Um, don't take a friend's weakness as a way to make yourself look better and this made me think of Philippians 2 5 and 6 does someone want to read that You said Philippians 2, 5, and 6. Yes. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, through, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I guess I had seven in there. Okay, wanna, yeah. <laughs> but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just loved how that connected with when we want to slander other people. It's, it is to make ourselves look better, to look like we have it more together. We don't sin as much, but we see Christ's example that he didn't count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of his creation. So we just we need to remember that for our relationships with each other, that, okay, what is the reason I'm wanting to say this right now? Should I share that? Should I joke about that? Probably not. And um, because I, I want to make myself look better. And um, that comes to the heart of, do I think I'm better? And usually for me, I know it's like, oh, I do think I'm better. I think I'm better than that person. And so that's very prideful, and I need to repent. <laughs> um, so that, that goes back to loving one another fervently. is not, not slandering. Um, so... When we go through all those definitions, we can see that all of these directly kill friendships, right? Malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander. They're all going to kill your friendships. So what do we put on as we put off these sins? And so in verse 2 and 3, it's actually kind of a little backwards because it's an if-then. Yes, 1 Peter 2. So we have kind of an if-then statement tucked in there. So I'll read it again. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. So we'll start in verse 3 because that's our if. So it says, if you have tasted the goodness of God, um, then you will long for God's word. So... 
as a believer, and simply just as a Christian, you have tasted the goodness of God, right, through salvation. We have to just remember that base baseline is, I have tasted the goodness of God. But do you guys daily recall God's goodness? And that's just so important in our, like we looked about the wrong ways to pursue friendships or not pursue friendships is, um, is remembering God's goodness. And can you easily tell others, tell your friends or your sisters in Christ that you want to grow into friendship, um, talking about God's goodness with each other? And this was from another, um, another part of this book. Um, it says, build relationships through godly conversations. Don't talk about your life as if you were a practical atheist. But as you talk about life, constantly acknowledge the Lord of life. Sprinkle your conversations with the salty truth of Christ. It, it hits home and you're like, oh, am I, if someone, if an unbeliever heard my conversation, would they think I don't believe in God? That I don't trust him with the hardships or I don't rejoice in his goodness with the good things he's given me? Um, so as we are speaking with each other, let's tell each other of God's goodness. And that's how we can fervently love one another and remind each other of God's goodness, right, of someone struggling can um, help them remember what good things God, um, his good character, even if it just seems so hard that there's nothing good in this situation, we have to remind each other of God's character. Um, and the more we talk about <clears throat> God's work in our life and attribute the things happening in our life to him, the more we'll dwell on God and his work, and we can encourage each other. So, in order to fight the sin of malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander, let's remember God's goodness. So then we look uh, from our if, if we remember God's goodness, do you guys know what the then is in verse 2? What's our then? What will happen? Or what should happen? What was that? We'll grow up. We'll grow up. Yeah. Yeah. From what? Yes, infant. But what are we what are we longing for? Oh, Sorry. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is the word, God's word. Yeah. So the spiritual milk, and we were talking about this in our class too, of like just how um, the a newborn infant. So this is different than like transitioning away from the newborn stage. We should always long for God's word, like a newborn. Um, ready to eat, that's all they need, that's all they can think about, and um, you can experience that again soon. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just are we longing for God's word um, so that we can grow? Can I read Hebrews 5? Sure. Or, or unless you're going to go there. No, 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 yeah. It just adds on to what you're saying. It says, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God the word of God. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled and the word of righteousness since he is a child. So it kind of seems like the opposite because he's talking about milk yeah. in the sense too, but he's saying yeah. like, you're still on milk but you need solid food. But the idea is that they're continuing to just hang around the basic principles and be reminded of that basic truth rather than growing on that foundation and becoming more like Christ. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. yeah. That was a good yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about that, so I was like, "Oh, I was asking, like, what's that other passage about the milk versus solid foods?" But I think it is 
a little bit different because uh, this here is talking to always long for God's word where that is like continue to grow. And so we can, you know, like a deer pants for water, we should pant for the Lord. And um, I, sorry, yeah. it's a good, it's just a good reminder that we should be one milk because I think we think I want meat, I want meat, mm-hmm. but like we need the milk to like the, the nutrients of both, mm-hmm. you know, put together. So yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, and then from the book it says, only when love for Christ rules in your heart through the gospel will you prepare, be prepared to love men, women, and children, and thus be their authentic friend. So only when you, when love for Christ rules in your heart, when you remember his goodness, when you study his word, <coughs> you'll be prepared to be an authentic friend. So um, as we long to deepen our friendships, we need to first evaluate if we long for God's word. And um, someone want to read Psalm 19.8? I feel like you could read all of Psalm 19. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Are we rejoicing? Is our heart rejoicing in God's word? Do we feel that it gives us joy to our eyes and gives us understanding of our life? And then um, Psalm 119.14, I can just read that. Um, In the way of your testimonies, I delight as much as in all riches. I think I've shared this like when we're doing women, women of the Word in the spring, but I, if I do feel dry, often I do turn to either Psalm 19 or Psalm 119 and read through and um, just ask the Lord to help me long for His Word the way the psalmist is because it's very convicting when you read. Do I delight in it as much as all the riches or am I distracted by all the riches and not wanting to read God's Word and wanting to do everything that's around me and not taking the time to study God's Word in depth? Verses as reminder. Um, so as we once again are thinking about friendships, we need to love God's word and our identity in Christ first and foremost. Because that's when we study God's word, we remember who we are in Christ, and we're not going to try to seek that in friends and seek that fulfillment, that um, to not be lonely. Because we have to remember, okay. I, I have the Holy Spirit in me. I'm never alone. Um, and so we have to remind ourselves from God, God's word daily. We, we can't read once and think we'll constantly remember because we won't. And we see that in the Old Testament with Israelites. And so we know our hearts are prone to wander. So what do you guys think is one way we can cultivate love for God's word and grow in our friendships? Study it with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love that, again, I'm referencing a lot in this book, um, and I, you talked about the different points, but I was going to read a quote from under Think Together. I really loved that. Um, Discussing the truths of God is an important way that friends sharpen each other. So we know that's from Proverbs 27:17, as iron sharpens iron to a friend. <laughs> One friend sharpens the other. Um, Yeah, iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. 
So discussing the truths of God is an important way that friends sharpen each other. Talk about God, God's word, and how God's glory appears in God's world. Help each other to love the Lord with all your minds. So it, you know, the, the thinking together, and that's part of Bible study is you do have to dive in deep and, and be like, what did you think of this? Like, I didn't, I didn't know what to think of that. Like, I didn't understand that, and someone else understands it more in depth, and it's really sweet. But if you, you know, even if you're not in a Bible study with one of your friends or... Um, you can still think together, right, with other believers, and we can say, what did you read in God's Word today? And how did that um, make you think about the day? Or how can I pray for you in what you read? <clears throat> so we can, we can always think together. And then another way that we can grow in our friendships and grow in love, love for God's Word is to ask someone to pray for us, right? I'm I don't want to read my Bible this week. <laughs> I did not want to read it. I did not want to wake up. Um, can you please pray for me? Because I felt dry. I felt very sad this week because I just, I didn't want to read God's word. And that's happened to me many, many times. <laughs> just to be like, can you please pray that I would just re, like ignite my passion for God's word? Because I know it transforms my day, transforms my parenting, my marriage, my friendships. And so, um, we want to keep each other accountable for reading God's word. And then um, as we ask someone to pray and we, we talked about it, just praying right there. We, we can grow in that too, right? Of like, yeah, let's pray right now and um, bring it to the Lord together. And um, I thought it was, it was sweet that in here it talked about simple prayers because sometimes you can be like, oh, I have to have this like elaborate prayer. But... Um, this is more about hurt. It says in here, like, you can just have a simple prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, please be near to my friend and help her because she's really hurting. So just a reminder that our prayers, we don't have to be scared to pray out loud. It doesn't have to be this amazing fancy prayer. It's just we're crying out together. We're coming um, before the Lord together, and it reminds us of our unity together. Once again, that we're in a family of God, that we share the same Holy Spirit in us, and so we can pray together. So, as a result of remembering God's goodness and loving his word, we can now, verse 1, put away all malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all slander because we are remembering how good God is to us, growing in his word, and it gives us hope for not struggling with those sins um, and to grow past them so we can um, love fervently with a pure heart. So this week... I thought it'd be neat to, I've been challenged by this and I I need to do it, so keep me accountable, but to remember God's goodness by all of us doing a thankfulness journal, (laughs) Uh, because we'll be meeting again next week, and so I think it'd just be sweet for us at the end of the day to write three things we're thankful for, Um, and specifically, you know, if you can, if it was a really hard day, really bad day, we can always thank God for his character, right, and so we can write down who he is, what he's done for us, and um, then you must share with a sister in Christ what you're thankful for. <laughs> so that's your homework. Um, to you know, and it could be next Sunday. You can bring it with you. We can talk about it and just say, "Hey, these are the things that I was so encouraged by that I wouldn't have thought about unless I sat down and was like, okay, I have to write these things, three things down." It felt like a really hard day, but um, when you look back, you just see God's goodness in your day 
Um, it kind of reminds me of that question, the uh, question of one to ten. <laughs> I like that question. How 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 did it make the day better? But we we can see, you know, when we dwell in God's goodness, that's like, no, God gave me this day, and it is good. Um, so our last quote um, is from this book. This is from the Middle Ages. I don't know how to say his name. Alred, I think. Um, he wrote a classic on spiritual friendship. Just so sweet to think how long ago this was written. Um, begin, oh, a genuine friendship must begin in Christ, continue in Christ, and be perfected in Christ. And such spiritual friendship is to be highly prized, for in human affairs nothing more sacred is striven for, nothing more useful is sought after, nothing more difficult to, is discovered, nothing more sweet experienced, and nothing more profitable possessed. For friendship bears fruit in this life and in the next. And that's especially true with biblical friendships, right? We know that our friends here are not only here on earth, but eternity. We're all, even if we're not friends with each other, (laughs) we're going to spend eternity with one another. And so are we um, pursuing to fervently love one another, to think well of each other? And ultimately the base comes from remembering God's goodness and growing in his word. So that's all I have is <laughs> early. We, we could start over the fence, but does anyone have any more thoughts? Sorry, I have a question. Yeah. Um, actually, for everybody, when you, like, we've been talking a lot about asking good questions. Mm-hmm. And so when I think about, you know, friendships within the body, I'm kind of thinking about, like, what are those good spiritual questions that mm-hmm. we can ask one another to go a little bit deeper? Yeah. So I'd be curious, like, what's the yeah. best question someone's ever asked you or what's a good question you ask others to get to that deeper spiritual level you're really good at that so oh. maybe you could start us off yeah um i just i think god's taught me more and more to ask the questions instead i i like to talk a lot in um in conversations and insert my own opinion and things I've learned God's taught me but to just try to ask the questions of you know um, how how and I've learned this from other um, friends too like how do you think God is um, what do you think God's teaching you in that um, because it helps us and I and when I'm asked the question I'm like oh okay like have I actually been thinking that like Am I thinking that way? No, like I'm just mad or I'm sad or whatever and I need to retrain my mind. Like what is God wanting me to learn or what do I see more about his character in this situation? And so those questions, don't don't be offended if someone asks you that question because I think I can instantly be like, oh, like I'm not spiritual enough. I haven't been thinking about that way, but it, we're here to help each other think that way. So don't, don't feel like judged if someone asks that question. Just be like, okay, I should... This is a helpful thing for my friend that I need to be thinking about God's character in this moment. Um, and does anyone else have? I, I was just thinking about like asking because we're not always quick to share a praise. We're quick to mm-hmm. share their trials in our lives. Um, like asking what's something that you've been encouraged by the Lord recently and we I made the college girls do this the other night and they're like oh wait just a second (laughs) (laughs) it is true like you're not thinking about the good things you're thinking like school's hard Mm -hmm. we're you know like our peripheral things that we're so focused on Mm -hmm. um 
and and I had to think about it too mm-hmm. and share. And so my praise was like I was like it's gonna sound really bad, but like I just I had a really hard week as far as just a lot of um, walking through trials with mm-hmm. a lot of people. And but then like in that moment when I was like, okay, what was the praise in that? Is that they came to me and asked mm-hmm. me to pray for them or mm-hmm. to share their heart with me, like that we're having open conversation about things. Like mm-hmm. that is a praise. And so um, it, it's hard though. You have to think. Mm-hmm. And so asking like, well, what's something God's encouraged you in this week? They mm-hmm. might need a minute. <laughs> but it'll get that conversation going. And um, one other thing I read last night that um, – on the whole asking questions thing was like when someone says something and then you want to insert your opinion mm-hmm. right away, ask two questions, <laughs> follow up questions yeah. to what they say, and then your perspective's probably changed on mm-hmm. how you would give them yeah. an answer. Mm-hmm. And so that was a good, like, okay, keep asking more questions. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. keep asking more questions. Yeah. Keep digging before we just say, well, you should do this. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I was going to talk about that a little bit next week, too, with overlooking offense, because we all have our different backgrounds of experiences with hurts or um, trials and it might be completely different than the, what this person's sharing with you and you're like oh it's this way and they're like actually no I'm not struggling with that at all and you're like oh yeah, <laughs> okay like well now I feel dumb and now I hope I didn't make you struggle more because I made you think about something else <laughs> so yeah so ask, ask more questions and um it can be hard in the moment sometimes to be like, oh, what's a question I can ask? Even help. like, do you have a favorite verse or a passage? Mm-hmm. Or, because they might not be regularly in the Word, mm-hmm. but they might have something that they can like refer back to that might enliven their hunger for the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. Or maybe like a, a, was there a study in the past that you really enjoyed and is there something similar you could do now if they <coughs> are struggling with studying God's word or, or do you want to join our Bible study <laughs> sometimes as simple as saying like as a follow up tell me more mm-hmm. it's very simple you know just so that you're letting them know you're interested and you want to understand more if they want to share it with mm-hmm. them. yeah I think a lot of times, um, like, if a conversation is already going, um, and it's spiritual spiritual conversation, I just have to be quiet, too. I think that's another thing, is I want to say something. Or I can panic and be like, what's the right question, what's the right question, what's the right thing to say? And then it's like, it makes me silent, which is good. And then it's like, then they share what I'm like, oh, I just need to be quiet. And, like, just trust that the Lord is in control of this conversation, and the spirit will move me and that's just so sweet when you wait on the lord and like there's not inserting yourself of like okay what wisdom can i come up with and just waiting and seeing like oh the holy spirit does bring scripture to mind if we're faithful to study god's word right and he will bring scripture to mind and it's just so much more um peacefully brought to your friend and lovingly brought to your friend than if you were to just be like Okay, I have all the right answers, and I have all the right things to say, and sometimes we might not, and we might not have anything to share, and we're just like, let's just pray, and that's also just a sweet um, relief that we can always pray, even if we don't have encouraging questions to ask or things to say. 
sometimes it's really helpful to ask the person, are you just wanting a sounding board, just someone to listen so you can hear yourself think it out mm -hmm. out loud, or are you seeking advice? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times they'll figure it out themselves as they just talk it out, mm -hmm. and they just want it. So that's, a, that's something I've learned. Mm -hmm. My daughter taught me. <laughs> they don't always want advice. They just want someone to hear so they can hear themselves working through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We don't have to have all the answers. Yeah, we don't, and that's something God keeps humbling about. It's like, okay, you don't have all the answers, Lord. We need to just be fine with that and be content that God has the answers. And um, like I said, we can pray. We can pray for each other. We can pray for us. If they're newer, I've been asking if they feel like, how, how do they feel like they're doing as far as getting sucked in? Are they connecting with people? Um, if they've been here a little bit and I've been able to get to know them a little bit and kind of get beyond that part, just, um, I've been enjoying asking people about their spiritual gifts and mm -hmm. where they feel like they um, maybe have a passion that God has given them or mm -hmm. how they use that, how they use it in the past, how they're currently using it. Mm -hmm. um, and then if they're newer, kind of like, where, where do they see that playing out here? And then also, like, I've recognized in my own life that there's seasons, right? And so you might have, you know, that same spiritual gift, but it might, it's going to look different throughout the different seasons. And mm -hmm. so how could you be using that specific gift in the season that you're mm -hmm. in? So, yeah, just encouraging people in that way. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That actually made me think of... What do you um, what do you think after we talk about like straining or fervently loving when we think back to our selfish reasons to pursue friendships or not because you're talking about season or stages of life so how do we fervently love those that aren't in the same stage of life as us? I've been really blessed by actually because of this class it's because it's been mixed yeah mixed ages. Um, and so there, you know, I participate in different things like co-op is going to be long, you know, that helpful. Mm -hmm. So it's very specific. But then being here, it's been really helpful because I've actually gotten to know some older ladies that aren't necessarily in their homes playing their kids right now. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not going to be there on Tuesdays. And so I, it allows me to draw out and not mm -hmm. be so centered around the only things that are happening in my life. Mm -hmm. And it's been a blessing to be able to just. Um, go have dinner with them at their house or invite them over to our house and have dinner and there's just been little blessings out of that like have Carol Sagasser um, she does not live far from us her and her husband and, and so she's invited my boys over to play with her grandson sorry I'm thinking of them not cousin no what is it grandson and then she had a baby cow and so she invited us over to see her baby cow you know and so it's just she just it just caused more connections, and mm -hmm. so we've been thinking about each other more and just even being able to encourage each other just mm -hmm. little bits here and there, but it's just been such a blessing. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah, I mean, that's a very different stage of life than you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a very different stage. So. About anyone else, is there ways you can fervently love someone who's not in your stage of life? And Sorry, there's okay. just other people that I think of, too. Just widows that know just creating opportunities mm -hmm. even though it's not something necessarily that we would enjoy doing or maybe we might even be uncomfortable mm -hmm. because we don't know what's going to happen um, or it's not like anything bad's going to happen but it's just not you know it's obviously more 
it's easier for us to be around people that have a similar life stage because we're doing the same thing, mm-hmm. right? But if we go visit a widow or someone that's in a different life stage, sometimes it's a little bit harder because there's, what do we talk about? What do we know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, anyways, it's been a huge blessing to be able to think outside of ourselves in that way and go and visit widows and or just people that are in different life stages and bring our boys around um, because then they they get to be a part mm-hmm. of that too and it's yeah. actually just a huge blessing yeah. so I think that it's a group that's easily unthought of sometimes mm-hmm. and so um, just asking them questions about their spouse and keeping that spirit alive in that way and giving telling them you know that you're so thankful um, for like we're incredibly thankful for the teaching that Dean Orr did when, when God allowed him to be here with us mm-hmm. so reminding body of that you know, mm-hmm. so. yeah yeah reminds me of when um, like the basket ministry and taking like his long and going to someone's house and then it's like it goes back to being curious right and you go in this house and you're like what are all these like antiques and like, you know just starting a conversation asking about that like where is this from oh your husband got this or your dad was into this and um, so if someone's not in their stage of life be curious like we talked about and it, it helps you build that relationship all right, I'll pray, and then we can Thank you, Lord, again for this morning and this topic of friendship. I pray that we would be motivated to, um, first off, remember your goodness, and that this week we would remember to um, recount the things that we're um, thankful for, for um, what you're doing in our day-to-day life. Even if it's hard for us, I pray that we would really work to recall your goodness and that we would share that with one another as Jamie was saying it's harder for us to remember things we're thankful for and I pray that this exercise would help us to remember all the many blessings you shower on us every day and all the things we can be thankful for and that would encourage our sisters in Christ and deepen our friendships and um, I pray that we would all long for your word daily and be diligent to study so that we can grow and we can put off the sin that kills friendships, Lord, and, um, and allows us to, um, and holds us back from fervently loving each other. Pray that we would preach that truth to ourselves, to strain, to love one another, not to give up easily, but um, just to, to really strain to love our sisters in Christ and see how you build friendships through that and be thankful for the way that you um, bring about friendships and the timing that you do, and the type of person that you do, that we would trust you and not think we have our ideals, and that it needs to happen that way. So I pray you bless the teaching this morning, and the worship, that we would be um, encouraged to worship together and learn more this morning. Amen. Amen.